Get you shaking some matches there. Oh yeah, baby. So, sounds like a rattlesnake. Yeah. Welcome to episode eight of Don't Be an Idiom. Fair warning. Fair We're warning. We're recording on a Monday. <laughs> Bad news, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, you can blame my family. <laughs> so uh, we had to record on a Monday for this episode, but. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna be all right. I've yeah, got a, I've got a strong feeling. Yeah, I got to str- power through. Yeah, I feel good right now. But it's not just my family's fault. It was my birthday this weekend, and then happy birthday, Albert. Somebody drank too much. It was you. And then it rolled. The next day was a problem. Every day is a problem. The next day was a problem. I'll tell you what. I was this. I was tempted to take a Saint Monday today. Oh, big time. You should have. I, you know, I almost did. Because also, folks, I just moved, which is just one of those things that seems not that big of a deal. And it always is a huge deal. There's so much stuff. Always. There, there's so much stuff. And you forget things. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, I that that really just threw me for a loop. And I had, now we're pushed back to Monday. But it's fine. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. And happy, uh, um, what is it? Walpurgisnacht Day. Mmm. The hell's that? Witches' night. That's tonight. Well, it's April thirtieth to May first. That's it. May day. May oh. day. May day. May day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wish we celebrated that over here. What the hell is that? Walpurgisnacht. What's May Day? It's like an Eastern European celebration where uh, the night before, um, the night before, like May first, they would have bonfires and witches would gather on this the peak of this German mountain. And it was like a whole thing. <laughs> like the peak is ours. <laughs> it's ours. No peaking at the peak. <laughs> but we'll peak down at ye. <laughs> at ye. <laughs> no, they would just you know show their bums to Satan and stuff. It's cool. And then man. the next day it was like a saint day. Really, Saint, saint Walpurg. Nice. And what do they do on that day? Just. I don't know, lay you know, around. Lay around. Take out the maypole. They take it out. <laughs> they, they get rid it. of it or they, they put it in? They bring it out. Bring it out. To, to play, to pull with. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we really should get a better pole. <laughs> it's our maypole. It may or may not work today. <laughs> Just like this podcast, may or may not work it, on Mondays. It may or may not work. Also, are you hot? <laughs> I, I took off all the clothes I yeah, could, that you, I could lose. You look good with a wife beater on. Are, are you hot? I, I closed the window because I thought there'd be too much sound. There's probably some sound out there. Nah, it's fine. I'll be all right. I feel okay. Okay, good. Can't turn the fan on if that's what you're getting at. No, no, you can't do that. No. All right, so do we have any official business to uh, discuss besides happy birthday, happy belated birthday? Um, that's Yeah, that was the most official. That oh. doesn't get more official than a birthday. No, I, I do not have any official business. Do you have any unofficial business? Unofficial business. Oh, God, I felt like there was something so important I wanted to say. There's, there's no way that's true. Something important? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, we've, we've uh, figured out a, a brand new... As we do every single week, a brand new way of choosing who goes first. We got an exciting one here. We, we, is it cards? <laughs> nah, nah. Is it spaghetti? Nah. That nah. was last week. Is it chicken bones? Oh, did I say last week? That was last week, everybody. <laughs> Damn it. It's like Elmer Fudd. Uh, Isn't it? Is that Elmer Fudd? Oh, no, it is. I, that just sounded... Re- I thought maybe that was part of my idiom, but I don't think it is. All right, well, we both have <clears> matches. <throat> this is this is um appropriate for a vulgar... Vogpergeschnacht day, since they do the bonfire thing. Because it's from the Loring Pasta Bar! Well, on the other side is the Kitty Cat Club. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's for all of our fans in Minneapolis. All right. I got two packs of matches from the Kitty Cat Club. But are we just going to strike a match? Even though you're supposed to take one for a customer. Sorry, I like the cat. <laughs> I like the black it's cat. Nice. It's nice. I kind of want that tattoo. There we go. That would be my first tattoo. My that'd, be, that'd be a fun tattoo. Look at that guy looking behind him. It's cute. Except for um, his cat, long cat dick. <laughs> I think that's a leg. Well, it does look like a cat dick, though. <laughs> oh, you ruined the matches. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so we're each going to strike a match. And uh, whoever's goes out first loses. So you ready? On the count of three. Yeah. One, One, two, two three. three. I didn't go. Damn it. Okay, mine lit. Damn it. <laughs> This shouldn't count against mine. Mine's still burning. How about this? Shit! If, if mine it doesn't broke. light, then you lose. Oh, man. Because yours didn't light. Oh, fuck. That's it. 
I'm laying down the law here. Still not light. Damn it. What are you, nervous? No. Sweating? I think I used too much. (laughs) Gosh. Darn it. And that, people, is why you don't take two packs of matches from the kitty cat glove. Is that the lesson to be learned from this? It is the lesson to be learned. Ugh, I feel like such a loser all the time. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I got the shitty tarot card that one episode. Couldn't even light a fucking match. Hey, man, you know, like you got last week, it was a good one. Man, this is fucked. I should have tried this first. You were trying to give me the bad pack, weren't you? Damn it, I was. Yeah. All right, looks like you're going first today, buddy. That's all right. I think I should. I think I should go first, yeah. Yeah, well, what do you, uh, what's the idiom? This is Don't Be an Idiom, where we explore the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. Yeah, even if we do here, even if you're not so sure if what you're about to present is an idiom, because I told my brother and he was like, "Not so sure that's an idiom," and I was like, "You know what though?" I was like, "I don't give a shit." We just we said at the beginning of this we were going to do whatever we want. Yeah, but well, you said that. I said that. But you speak for both of us. That's right. Come on, man. (laughs) We'll just just we're gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. And here it is. I like that it smells like matches in here. Yeah, God, I love the smell of a match. Uh, so what's the possible idiom for today? All right. It's not a phrase. It's just a word. Yeah. Abracadabra. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is Uh, that what you picked this week? It is not. But you've thought about it. But I was going to do something very similar this week and I didn't. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, don't tell me what it is. By the way, abracadabra, I think that's, that's perfectly kosher to explore. I think so too. On this podcast. Yeah. People use it like abracadabra. There it is, bitches. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, no, I guess you don't hear that very often. No, I, that you, the way that you just use it there was kind of something I wanted to get to. Like, what would you say if I, if I said, what's, what does it mean today, abracadabra? It means ta-da. Yeah, ta-da. Right? What's that mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. What does ta-da mean? Right. I mean, because abracadabra is a classic phrase used by magicians. Yes. And it would be the the phrase they use while they're doing a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Abracadabra, bow, there it is. Right. So it's kind of almost like gearing up for the big reveal. Absolutely. It's like in the moment of that transition, I feel like. It's like, and then away with abracadabra. Yeah, right. And there it is. I mean, we should actually be saying abracadabra more often, just when we're hanging out. You know, I think so too. Like, oh, you want a beer? Abracadabra, bow, it's a beer. yeah. Go get it yourself. Yeah, you're paying for it. Go down to the store. <laughs> get daddy a pack of smokes while you're at it. Right. No, uh, that that way of using it is really interesting. Uh, what I was going to say is, yes, we should use it more. I guess I feel like with this podcast, I, I, I didn't have any allegiance to the word. And now I really do. That's the wonderful thing. I, I mean, for those like of you I... out there listening, we have... I feel like my heart is being reborn with every <sighs> idiom that I research and learn about. Yes. And I feel like what was just a black pile of ashes just eight weeks ago. <laughs> which is you. Which is me. <laughs> There's still some in there. No, I'm thinking of my soul just being yeah. a black pile of ashes. Just slowly starting to build up with information and mm-hmm. phrases. And, and you, always, you always use the phrase, we're taking it back. We are. We're going to use We're taking this now. it back. I mean, I, I just, I yearn for the day when I get to use one of these with you in a situation that's just like, whoop, sweet Fanny Adams. You know right. what I mean? Like the day that happens right. is going to be very fulfilling, I think. Yeah. Uh, like when we started this whole thing back when we were in, uh, we landed in on one of middle our road school? trips. Well, <laughs> no, like in middle school when we both watched Buggy O'Hare, the only two kids, which is actually how our friendship started yeah we're gonna talk we're gonna get into depth about that on episode 10 i think we really should do a bucky we, o'hare we're gonna do a whole bucky o'hare yeah episode and we're gonna wear we're, big fake teeth and we'll big, say <laughs> hello everybody that's good i already have a bucket full of fake teeth in my closet <laughs> excellent so just pull those out i got like a whole trash bag full of fake blood here so i figured we could do yeah, something. you bring that every week you yep. never find a chance to use it no nope. really because the audience can't see the blood but this is a yeah this is an audio know, right. type of show they could hear it thank you for clarifying that this is an audio type of oh, show. oh god oh my god for everyone who's that watching watching <laughs> and only listen uh, turn the volume up and <laughs> Poke your eyes out. (laughs) Just pop those suckers out. So you're talking about abracadabra, I guess. I was, yeah. Yeah. 
I was going to do a whole other thing when you when I said do go the back. other thing. No, 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 no. Uh, when I said go back, I didn't mean to go all the way back, but that was better. You went back. My, eight my weeks. anecdote was not as good. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, with the abracadabra thing, I was always kind of like that word's a little silly. I'm not going to say that, but yes, now with what I've learned, I want to take it back. Did you did you make an official guess about how you would use it today? What the definition of it today? I would think be? so. I mean, I, you you, uh, ex, you yeah. You kind I think of did an example. If of, I were to define abracadabra today, yeah. how it's used in in regular old modern speech, mm-hmm. I would say that um, when someone wants to reveal something surprising, they might say abracadabra. Boom! Right. There it is. Right. There's your eight hundred dollar <laughs> bill. Happy birthday, abracadabra! Oh. We forgot to get you something. Yes. Love your Abra family. Abracadabra sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Melancholy. Yeah. Uh, that's how I think it's used a lot. Uh, the definition, current definition, it's a magical charm or an incantation. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the syn- synonyms for how it's used today is actually mumbo jumbo. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, just obscure language or jargon. And it's also known as, which I kind of think you were getting at at first, was fake magic. It Fake magic. I didn't right. pronounce that. Magica. Magic. <laughs> and uh, earlier magicians, when they were using it, it wasn't supposed to be this big funny thing. But I feel like now when you think of abracadabra, it has kind of devolved to this almost like, and I'm the child's magician, first graders. <laughs> abracadabra. Cadabra. And it's just kind of not that great. you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost kind of... I think that's how it feels these days. Sure, you know, it, definitely because that's yeah. the most that's the most cliche thing. One of the most cliche magic terms you could think yeah. of. It's almost like making fun of itself. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some. Are there any references in the Harry Potter series? I'm glad. There must be. I'm glad you said that. There is a reference that's similar, and it's Avracadavra. I think it's Avracadavra. Avra Kadavra. Yeah, I think you're that's right. That's it. Yeah, but it's that's different. Right. And actually, this did come up in the literature that I was that I was sure. checking out. But it is different. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna just take you back. Do you know where it originates? All right. So I need to guess an origin Let's do story an origin here. Guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Origin guess. So Abracadabra. I'm gonna guess. To me, that feels pretty old. Like a pretty old f- phrase. Yeah, um, it does sound old. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that somewhere in Germany, all right, while people were, re, uh, while mysticism was getting big okay. in the 1800s, mm-hmm. and um, a mystic who's, who created a fake name for himself, um, maybe uh, created uh, this word as... Something to, um, oh, god damn it, steal I just lost it. Money <laughs> steal from money from the bank, <laughs> and, the and then he went to the wild west. Ah, there we go. <laughs> and this the old German, German mystic, wild west. this German mystic, flew a Pegasus all the way down, <laughs> down to, to Montana. Okay, <laughs> over to Montana, over. <laughs> down and over. I was not going to correct you on that because <laughs> what? what? Down to Texas and up to Montana, and he said, "I'm going to take all your money." Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Boom. <laughs> Let me just get on the Pegasus. <laughs> just going to jump back in the Pegasus, fly back to Germany. And uh, get this and currency converted, <laughs> yeah, and then start World War II. Um, right. I mean, that's, that's that's my official guess. You can write that down in a transcript and send it to me later, so I can see how horribly I uh, messed that up. But well, it's just not even fun when you nail it so hard on the head. <laughs> Why even do the podcast? Too accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that ain't that ain't it. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know about Abracadabra? Well, what I know is that the origin is unknown. But oh. that, 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 there's some good theories, but well, I can tell you. right then. I can tell you this. Yeah. Uh, the earliest time it was written down goes back. Like nine, Jack. 900s? Further back. No way. Yeah. yeah. 600s? Further back. Old Testament? Oh, I'm sorry. 900s. Wait a second. It was in the second century. That's the 100s. Second century. What? Yeah, it's documented, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's in this thing called the 
Just uh, hold on, that? let me we do a. We should have an alarm. Be like, someone's about to mispronounce a word. <laughs> I can add that in post. De medicina precepta. Okay, so it was a Latin thing, mm-hmm. a Latin book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, what did that? What does that translate to? All right. Oh, ooh. <laughs> it was the uh, journals of this. Ro- <laughs> oh. uh, what did I tell you about asking me what things mean? <laughs> uh, no, it was it was this medical journals of this Roman sage named. <laughs> Serenus Samonicus. Oh, I've read a lot of his works, but I haven't read this particular Serenus one you're talking Sinomicus, about. Sinomicus? Yeah. 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 Ever heard of that? that just you can that just guy? scream out some Latin mumbo jumbo yeah. and I'll just I'll just yeah. nod and agree with you. <laughs> so in the se- in the second century, he was the physician to the Roman Emperor <laughs> Caracalla. Caracalla? Uh, Caligula? <laughs> oh my god, maybe. No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> uh so he, in his medical journals, he was actually writing about the abracadabra, which was a thing. Yeah. And it was an amulet that was made of, you would make it out of parchment. Okay. And it looked like this. So this is where I found it. It's like an upside down that? triangle of yeah. letters. Yeah. Of A's, B's, C's, and D's. Yeah. Well, it actually. Oh, oh, oh it actually yeah. spells out abracadabra. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, dude. So for all you out there who still think that this is a visual podcast. <laughs> you can't see what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, you can't see here. So but the, it's an upside down triangle yep. that spells out abracadabra and then uses the, the letters. Line, yeah. It, what it does is it's a cryptogram, right? And it's it starts out. cryptograms. Yeah. Oh, there's some neat ones out there. So it starts with abracadabra on the top. And then every line down, as the triangle shrinks, they take one letter off the end. Until at the, at the last line, the 11th line, you're left a. with only an A. Right. Yeah. So how this works is when people were, were sick and, you know, in the second century, they thought everything was a demon. Yeah. You know? Yeah, get over it. Yeah. It's just, you're just sick. So so this guy here, uh, Serenus, was, Serenus, <laughs> was... Good old uh, Serenus. He was like, uh, oh, I got just the thing for you. Hold on. So he would take a piece, a piece of parchment and he right. would write out one of these inverted triangle abracadabra yeah. amulets and then he would bound it with twine and then you would bind it with twine right. bind with twine and you're gonna wear it around your neck for nine days and then you're all healed up or you die and so every day uh it's it's i thought at first that you were removing a line because it's parchment so you could tear it but then I went back and I checked. I was like, did that actually say that? I don't know. But anyway, whether or not you actually remove the line or you just imagine the power of this demon being funneled from the top down into this final A. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So whether you physically do it or imagine it, it's very, you know, none of it okay, is I'll, real I'll anyway, imagine, yeah. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so you wear it for nine days, going through every line, and then on the 10th morning, you wake up before sunrise and then you go down to the river and you throw it in the river. <laughs> the man down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> and then you throw it in there. And then that is supposed to have cured you of your demonic sickness possession. Yeah, conveniently, it's also the amount of time it takes over to get over most of colds. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, you go to the doctor. They're like, here you go. Here's your, here's your fucking antibiotics. They're fake too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just take these for two weeks and yeah. that whole thing will clear up. Yeah. Because it takes two weeks or something to go away. And I feel like, you know, back in the second century, like people only lived about Two, two weeks. weeks. So, yeah. So he's like, hey, if you're still alive, I must be pretty good. <laughs> right, right. And uh, here's another parchment and if necklace. If you die, I'll just, I'll just get rid of you because yeah, no one, just, there's I'll no cops you. back then. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm right. kind of like the emperor's guy, like yeah, the main guy. I can guy. do whatever I want. Yeah, I'm like a creepy sage. Who's going to come after you? He's like, no, no, no. No one comes after the creepy sage. No. Because there's too much sage all around him. He stinks. <laughs> wow. All right. But And then I guess nobody knows where that phrase... Like, of course, he created right. this cryptogram thing that you wear. Well, but no one knows how he, he came up with here's that. Here's the thing. Oh. It, it sounds like in the writing that he didn't even create it. It's like he's talking about something he already knew. Like, and, duh, abracadabra. Yeah, use the abracadabra. You know, they... What I was reading is that the idea of powerful stones and amulets had been around for a long time. So it just kind of, he was just writing it down. Yeah, Yeah. Egypt. Yeah. Um, So there are three popular theories about where this came from. And the first two I'm going to just zip through. And then my, the third one's my favorite. So I'll just talk about that real quick. 
So it's possible that it came from Aramaic, from Avra Kedavra. Now I know that's what you said earlier with the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Avra Kedavra. That's why I'm I didn't write down the Harry Potter thing, and that's why I feel like it's actually slightly different, but it's very close. Right, similar. Yeah, so all our Harry Potter fans out there are I like, it's fucking You're this. wrong, you're it's wrong. Fucking this. <laughs> How and many people do you eating think eating chocolate frogs? <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate's not enough chocolate. How many people do you think listen to an episode and they're just screaming in their cars or on the train alone? Yeah. Just going, you're wrong. Yeah. It's this, you idiots. More wrong than any <laughs> podcast I've ever heard. So maybe they're all dumber than us. I hope. Oh, God, you can only hope. Yeah, I just want to feel like the god of this whole thing. You, you're god to me. Thank you. You're the queen to me. <laughs> All right. Oh, so Avracadavra in Aramaic means I will create as I speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, as far as I had, like... That could have been... Uh, this could have been God's first words. Yeah, but also think about a, a magician using that today. I will create as I speak in Avracadavra. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... That's pretty magic. So know? magical. Um, the other one, really don't want to spend any time on this. There's Aben Ra... Hakadesh, which really falls apart at the end there. I like the Hakadesh like, part. Hakadesh. And that's a Hebrew word. <laughs> yeah. That the Ab stands for father, Ben is for son, and Hakadesh is Holy Spirit. Don't Ugh. care. That's that's just a way of crossing yourself, right? I don't know. Like Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost? I, I mean I I know they talk about those three dudes a lot. Yeah. In our Catholic school. Yeah. Well, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Is that what, that's what that translates to? Because if it's, so, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Aben Ra HaKadash. Makes is, you think that all religions just Father, some, Son, Holy Spirit. You know. Yeah. Abracadabra, magic kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, they we'll knew a long make time something ago. up, and then everyone will give us their coins, <laughs> and then we'll just make a palace out of coins. Oh, you don't have a coin? We'll just pay for it with an amulet. Yeah. Yeah, and we all get sick and die from demons. <laughs> At least we got those coins. So, so many coins. Uh, so here's my favorite. All right, this is uh, third and best. Yeah, third and best. Uh, have you ever heard of the old the old feller uh, Abraxas? Or I have, maybe I have heard of Abraxas. Or when it's sometimes pronounced Abraxas, which sounds a little bit more like the Abracadabra part. Abraxas. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Was okay, he, was he a mystic? So he was a Gnostic deity. Wow. Yeah. And he was also from the second century. They were writing about him a little bit. These guys are old. And uh, this this episode is so full of words I can't pronounce. <laughs> Basilidian. Ooh. The Basilidians. Okay. Were they snake folk? They're Gnostics. Gnostics. Yeah. Talk to me about what a Gnostic is. Oh, man. I wrote exactly down what a Gnostic is. Now, I, I feel like I come across that <laughs> oh, word a lot. I know. Here's what I wrote down, just as a note, because I'm trying not to read as much, people. Yeah, you're doing it's, great. It's a religious based. It's a religion based on secret knowledge mm. to unlock, you know, power and fucking all that. All shit. the power. Yeah, but it's that that most the most important part of it is okay. The so he was knowledge. a gnostic. Did you say deity? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now I'm saying deity, but there's also a lot of. What's it called when pe- con- the, the, the people don't agree? Some people think he's a god. Some people there think was he's some a, contention a, yeah, about this yeah, information. Yeah, oh, okay. um, and even a demon. But I mm. know why they think he's a demon. It's the goddamn Christians again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've got some more to say about the Christians later in this podcast. Yeah, you know, if you're a Christian, then you know what I'm talking about. Sorry, I really do not give a shit about religion. So if anybody that's listening actually cares, like. Born Catholic, stupid, don't care. And if it's offensive, I care. I don't know. I'm offended. I don't know. I don't know how you could care. But I don't I know this. I've never wanted to be anything more than these Gnostics. These guys are badass as far as as far as religion right, tell me about quote them. unquote religions go. So in this Basilidian system, uh, Abraxas, he's known as the unbegot- unbegotten father, also known as the cause and the first ar- archetype. And also known as the power above all. Cool. Sounding familiar yet, Ryan? Hmm. Is it a Marvel character? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he actually did become a comic character, but I didn't want to get into that again because yeah, yeah. I know I yeah, really you already went off did the Blue Devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's, I read a lot about him. I went mm. crazy with Abraxas. Basically, 
he when he's depicted he looks like a chicken man he's got like a chicken head <laughs> and a man's body so you, you ever Very seen something like that before he's got the shield and the oh, whip I'm or sometimes a staff and he's got t- two snakes for feet <laughs> his snakes are feet his yeah feet if your feet snakes. are snakes yeah. that's gonna make getting around very difficult yeah look he get a right aid for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> not if they know it's good for him right so the deal with this this deity is that he was essentially the first fucking thing like the first god you wow. know and then he has he makes these other littler gods. Yeah, you know, smaller like, chicken snake foot of gods. Smaller chicken snake, yeah. So he makes these other littler gods, and then those gods, the, the last of them, make the angels. Like So all of these angels are created, and then all the angels create the first heaven. Then they create the second heaven, and da, 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 they make 365 heavens or also known as the 365 spheres. Ringing a bell yet? Oh, it sounds like the heaven, one heaven per day. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> so there's the, the, the thing about Abraxas's name when it's written in Greek is that if you use the law of isotherapy, no, that's not it. I wish I wrote that down. It's when you turn uh, letters into numbers. Oh. So in the, the Greek alphabet. Are you getting to pi? No, I'm not going. Okay. I'm not going there. But basically, if you add up the letter positions of Abraxas, what each value of the letter is, when you add them up, it equals 365. Oh, wow! So he's like this god of the 365 spheres or, or 365 heavens. That's a lot of spheres to know information about. Do you know about all of them? I uh, don't know about all of them, but he's just like he's got so many cool things. Like, you ever read Carl Jung at all? Sure. Yeah, well, not me because I went to uh, I went to Barnes and Noble. I was like, "You got any Carl Larson. Jung?" Yeah, and the guy's like, "Oh, yes, Carl Jung's right over here." He and Sigmund Freud would would write letters to each other yes. and kind of talk about each other's yes. philosophy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So this guy is awesome. He wrote this really cool book called this, or this really cool might not be a whole book, but the Seven Sermons to the Dead. Yeah, and he yeah. gets real into a brass. Uh, my my dad has that. Yeah, well, yeah, in his I, original handwriting too. It's cool. Oh my god! Unless it's a copy. Well, <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that. But I, he makes all these cool references to Abraxas as being um, the god. He's the god and the devil in one. Infinite good, infinite evil. He's a paradoxal kind of kind of deity. You know, he's. It's not. It's almost the idea of we are all built from this and we're not, it's not just about pure goodness. It's like we have the good and the evil, all that wrapped up in the oh, one. You can't, can't have one without the other. Sort no. of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, where was I going with that? Well, So I think, so you're saying that there are some beliefs that abracadabra comes from, comes from yeah. this, yeah. this uh, Gnostic deity. Yeah. And here's okay. what I want to do. Yeah. I told you he's a chicken man, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember that. <laughs> I'm going to go through the next part real quick. I want to make a connection. Oh my God, I love connections. There were these things called the Abraxas stones that were found from the second century. Yeah. And then all the way up to the 13th century. Oh, and, and they would wear them as these like rings, you know? Nice. It was kind of like this secret society kind of thing, right? Yeah. Then well, we the, talked about secret societies last week. Here's the rainbow bridge I'm trying to make here. Yeah. So then, in the 13th century, the Knights Templar Whoa, right. were, were known to wear these stones that had Abraxas. Some some of their rings yeah. had these Abraxas symbols. Wow! And it said like it had this inscription that said like Abraxas Secreti or something like that. You know, again, I'm trying not to read too much. Anyway, and then i was like you know this is really starting to sound like some other stuff and it was there was also some speculation that the freemasons themselves may have some ties to this idea of the abraxas wow as one of their symbols in their first degree which oh, is where you okay. go into the dark room yeah yeah that's, Mas- the, that's the one that we talked about last week yeah well they said that there's been rumored to be at least some kind of a rooster depiction somewhere in there and they thought that could be 
the, right. like a nod to Abraxas. Yeah. Maybe but, they maybe they dress the first degree guys up as a chicken man. Right. Yeah. Just to have fun. Yeah. And they just go peck those seeds. <laughs> anyway, the whole tie together with this whole thing is, is that as I, as I read more and more, there was this whole elemental part to all of these. And it was all, uh, there was a, a tie in with alchemy. So basically it was, if you could trace it back, Carl Jung believed that the Gnostics became like the alchemists Mm -hmm. and then the alchemists influenced the Knights Templar and the The Freemasons Freemasons. Okay, because they all had these theories about being blind at first. Yeah. And then, then coming to see the light through these elemental processes of going through, it was, um, it was earth, uh, water and then wind and then fires the last where it fires like the illuminating light. Right. Yeah. Wow. So this whole Gnostic, Abraxas. Yeah, and you're saying illuminating and then making thinking of Illuminati. And it's it's really all about, you know, alchemy got um, kind of poo-pooed for a long time because of that one thing about the fucking turning metal into gold. Yeah. But that is not at all what the main point of this whole thing is. It's actually very much like our modern uh, psych, you know, like just really getting in touch with uh what we really are and it's all about shedding the um the the blindness and the false bodies and coming in touch with the light and i just thought wow this really reminds me of the fifth element and (laughs) the bruce willis film yeah oh yeah and sure enough there's a lot of these alchemaic uh symbolism of of alchemaic symbolism in the fifth element including dude including you know, I always thought like, okay, she's like, I'm the fifth element. I'm the supreme being, right? Yeah. Well, at first I was like, oh my God, if they're going to be referencing like she's a Braxis, like she's the archetype of creation. Right. And I'm not, I think there's a connection. I don't know that it's necessarily that she's him. Well, you don't need to give me many more reasons to rewatch Fifth Element this uh, week. Ryan, I don't need let's it. get the notebooks out. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the notebooks out. But they did say. We'll have a whole Fifth Element mini-sode. I, fucking, <laughs> yeah. Let's make it a megasode, please. Uh, yeah, but even Lilu and um, Corbin Dallas, they say represent very uh, symbolic characters in alchemy, which okay. are like the king of the sun and the queen of the moon. And they come together to defeat this dark matter, which right. is that fucking yeah, that giant, giant black planet black right? thing. Yeah. And, you know, that light comes out of her. And then when they have sex in that tank at the end, apparently that's also part of the process oh. of like the rebirth of humanity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. It, yeah. Anything that ends with fifth element, yeah. I'm on board with. Yeah. I know it took a minute to get there, but I just, while I was doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much Freemason stuff. I was like, Ryan's just going to be like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Knew it. Knew, knew it. it. Knew it. Knew it. But it was just a very exciting thing. I don't know if I did it justice, but you did. cannot wait to watch the fifth element again. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Good. There you are. We brought it back to you people. So yeah. now use it. Yeah. You go to your, go to your office tomorrow morning. You say, I quit. I quit. Abracadabra. <laughs> and then just blow yourself up. <laughs> just light yourself on fire. Yeah. And uh, we promise you'll come back as a chicken man. Yes. There's a lot of death and rebirth with all That's of the That's the don't be an idiot guarantee. That's, yeah. <laughs> if you want to light yourself on fire in your office in front of your boss, we promise you'll come back a chicken man with snake feet. Yeah. And if you don't, then. You know, you call our lawyer. I don't really know how you could do much about it. So. <laughs> kind of a win-win for us (laughs) finally a win-win for us been waiting for that for a long time god we never get the win-win the double win i've had a lose-lose oh plenty of lose-loses wonder where that comes from (sighs) me (laughs) (laughs) here's ryan (laughs) lose-lose all right thanks man that was great thank you i yeah I got a, I got a few things I can connect uh, to your abracadabra history. Look at us, the connecting boys. <laughs> all we do is connect all day long, making connections, making new friendships. Ugh, new friends. Reestablishing old friendships. Ugh, that, saying I'm sorry. Oh yeah, not all meaning about it. That. <laughs> all right, well that ends part one of Don't Be an Idiom, episode eight. 
you can now set yourself on fire in front of your boss. And get yourself ready for part two of Don't Be an Idiom, episode eight. You ready? I'm ready. All right, Al. Ryan. If I want to get the information out of you, I'm going to have to hold your feet to the fire. All right. Hold them, baby. <laughs> hold them. I already got the shoes off. <laughs> your shoes are off. He shirts ready, off. The shoes off. Shoes off. Shirts off. Fire time. Oh, good. Hey, we had a little fire talk. Earlier. We had we had matches in this episode. Yes. We suggested to our listeners that they light themselves on fire. The fifth element. We talked about the fifth element. Fire is an element. Fire is one of the elements. And now we're talking about the idiom. Hold someone's feet to the fire. Can you define that for me? Sounds like something familiar. Modern day? You want yeah. some modern day? What's stuff? it mean right now? I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire. I'm gonna make you I want I'm gonna make you tell me the truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Like um yeah, that, that's what I would say. Part of it's to hold someone accountable for something. Okay. It's used a lot in politics and stuff. Yeah. Like, we're going to make the president, we're going to hold the president's feet to the fire to make sure that he follows through with those promises. Where are his feet? <laughs> Where he, are his feet? Trick trick question. <laughs> trick question. They're snake feet. <laughs> we're not, I was we did not sign up for this. <laughs> This just in, the president has snake feet. <laughs> what kind of feet do you have? Regular, regular feet. Um, it can also be to subject someone to strong and painful persuasion, right? Using, like, ma- using maximum pressure to make them do something or say something. Right. right? So it's like, that's why pol- politics, it's always, you always hear that phrase in politics. Feet to the fire. Okay. Like, we need to hold Congress's feet to the fire. I have right. a guess. I have yeah. a guess. I have a guess for the origin. You have a guess for the origin? Yes. Oh, great. Yes. Okay. Yeah, give it to me, man. Right. So I'm thinking feet to the fire. I'm imagining fire walkers, like mm. coal walkers, mm. you know, who I believe used to be like, if I, if you learn to be like me by giving me lots of money, I can teach you how to not feel pain Whoa. sort of thing, yeah. you know? And they'd be yeah, like, yeah. watch this. And then you walk across the hot coals and then... That's what they do. But then you're like, he's a fake. So then we <laughs> my put him hurt. on the, Then we write, like, my feet hurt. <laughs> he's counting all his money. He's like, God, my feet really hurt. And then got some, one gold coin. got two gold coins. got three gold <laughs> And this guy, like, from the, from the show is, like, listening outside his tent. He's like, he said his feet hurt. Let's get him, boys. <laughs> Stoke the fire. Put him on the coals. Don't let him leave. And then they burn him to death. For lying? They hold him accountable for lying. Right? I love that. That's my guess. It's wrong. Yes! <laughs> I would have felt bad if it was too right. Too right! Too right! All right, right. let's get some cheese in here! <laughs> it's about the Spanish Inquisition. That makes sense. Torture, <laughs> torture, yeah. <laughs> so, this, I mean, the, the, the earliest that they can find this... Actually, the phrase has only really been used in the 1900s, mm-hmm. which is surprising. No, um, I, I, I mean, and I did a lot of research. I could not find any instances of this phrase being used before the 1900s, but it comes from the Spanish Inquisition, which lasted for 336 years from the 1400s to the 1800s. Can you believe that the Spanish Inquisition lasted over 300 years? You know, I'm going to go... It's insane. Okay. Here's what I'd like to say. Yeah. I don't know enough about history, right. clearly. Right. That's one of the really good side effects of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just learned on Saturday. That what the, there was a Spanish Inquisition? <laughs> no, what the Crusades were. <laughs> right. I did not know what the Crusades were. Yeah. And I know that the Spanish Inquisition, there was like a lot of torture, but something yeah. about church. There's a big thing about give church. Me the, give me the... Give me I'm going to give you the... Give me the elevator pitch. I'm going to give you the elevator pitch. Of... Um, of the Spanish Inquisition, just so everyone here feels not dumb. So, all right. So, we're gonna. I'm gonna do my best to make everyone feel not dumb, including myself. Excellent. And I'm sure there's gonna be some Spanish Inquisition scholar <laughs> tuning in to Don't Be Any, being like, "This." He's like, moron. I can already tell he doesn't know, and he's he's twirling his mustache like three <laughs> feet from his. <laughs> I'm the liquor, Lord Licorice from Candyland, and I know. <laughs> All right, Lord Licorice. Just let me let me say my sorry, piece. Sorry, sorry, okay. All right, so 
Spanish Inquisition, actually, there's a cross of, there were a whole bunch of Inquisitions going on in Europe at the time. But the Spanish Inquisition seems to be the most popular. I think it went for the longest. I mean, well, that's how you're going to be popular and as an Inquisition. Yeah, that's you why we're going to keep longest. We're going to keep going. This podcast <laughs> is going to go for 336 episodes. We're going to be the Spanish Inquisition of podcasts. I love that. I love that too. That's good. All right. So it, it started in the late 1400s. And basically, Spain was divided up into several different kingdoms that were united. But Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand, it was uh, Queen Isabella of Castile and King Ferdinand of Aragon. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. It's a great name. I think there's a dragon named Aragon in some literature. So they got married in the 1460s. And they contacted the Pope. They said, hey, Pope, we want to... We got this idea for the Spanish Inquisition. We want to do it. And the Pope's like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I already <laughs> love it. Don't even Don't tell even, me. Yeah, Just I got do this. It. I got this. And basically what they wanted to do was make the only way to unite Spain entirely uh-huh. was to ensure that the entire country was Catholic. Ooh. So all of Spain had to be Catholic. Okay. All right. So I, I'm not, I just would like to say I'm not as far off as I thought. Oh, good. But keep going. I okay. could, I could, I could lose my. I also didn't say go, go, you go. Yeah. Go, go. Okay. So um, there were there were Jews living in Spain at the time. There mm. were um, Moors living in Spain at the time. Um, so we had uh, people of Islam, people of Judaism, all living in Spain. And basically, the the king and queen said, if you don't become a Catholic, then you will be killed, executed. I'm a Catholic. Yeah. We're good. I'm fucking Catholic. Put that Eucharist in my mouth. I'll be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> what do you want me to be? What do you want me to be? And that you was one. Rich? That was one of the options. It was you can either leave Spain right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the hell out of here, or you can convert to Catholicism. <laughs> fucking convert. It's fake. It doesn't matter. Well, so so this is what happened. A lot of people left, but some people stayed and they converted. Yeah. But for example, some Jews who converted were like. Listen, we'll convert to stay in our home, but we're still going to practice Judaism. We're going to be Jewish on the side. And they were called conversos. Oh. And yeah, so they were converted, but they used to be Jews. And are they called conversos because they're faking it? Well, they actually, there is another name for that. A converso that fakes it, there's a name for that. Okay. I forgot forgot what it is. If you convert, you're a converso. But but if you converted, you're a converso. Okay, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're. Lying, yeah, yeah. About your, you're like you really believe, you believe it. If you if you are a converso, <clears throat> basically the Spanish Inquisition was a, a roaming thing where they would go to different towns and be like, "All right, everybody, so <laughs> party time, party time, time to kill and torture." <laughs> <laughs> chainsaw, they, they the up, Spanish chainsaw. They would roll up on motorcycles, chainsaws <laughs> in two hands. <laughs> they would say. We need to find anyone who's not a Catholic. And they would they would give an incentive to the people of the towns. They would say, I love if, an you, if you know anyone who wasn't a Catholic or is not a Catholic now, oh you come to us. You tell us. We will leave you alone and we will find that person. If, if oh. five people like attest to someone is, is still practicing, say, Judaism, yeah. but being a converso, yeah. that person would undoubtedly be put into a prison for an indefinite amount of time oh and subjected to oh the torture there we and questioning go. okay thing. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna, I was like, that's it jail time i thought they were really like yeah well apparently the torture thing was a is a, has been a little overblown in history a bit. yeah but it's still pretty people it's pretty know, bad people love a good torture people love a good torture so i just i want to say that the moral of the story is be the first rat first rat gets the cream <laughs> cheese <laughs> It is all about the first rat. You see them coming, you're like, oh, see ya. I I know who did it. It wasn't me. Yeah, you see Master Splinter running up to the motorcycle being like, I know a Jew. I know a Muslim. (laughs) I know him all the whole town. Me, Catholic. Catholic, 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 Catholic. Catholic. (laughs) They call me Catholic Jack. I'm a big rat. What are you going to do with all their houses when you kill them? Catholic Jack rat. Uh, And that was another thing. The Spanish kingdom needed money. So the more Jews they found, basically, if you ended up being like, all right, well, you are practicing Judaism and you're not allowed to do that in Spain. 
we're going to take your property. We're going to take all of your money. Your uh-huh. whole family is either getting kicked out or also imprisoned. It was like all this stuff. We're going to eat the just, cow. We're going to eat your cow. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make cheese first. <laughs> then eat the cow. And we're going to take the pig. And we're going to take the pig every time. <laughs> so um, basically the whole hold, um, hold someone's feet to the fire comes from the some of the torture devices that were used during All the right. Spanish Inquisition. Okay. And there was a variety of, of uh Feet of fire? Well one so one of them one of the tortures that would happen was uh so there was something called a rack. Oh yeah yeah. Uh I think I know the rack. So the the rack was you would be face up on a table and you would be bound with ropes at the wrists and ankles. Oh and yeah. They would pull you in different increments. So like they might pull your right arm and then your left leg and they would just oh. slowly wind things. Okay. So all of your limbs would just get pulled in different directions. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, naturally things would start to <laughs> become disjointed and, and be in a lot of pain. Rip. But while you were on the rack, they could put fire to your feet. Sure. Or they could like, you know, again, burn <laughs> pop out pincers. your eyeballs. Well, they could do anything. And they did. Sure. And they did a lot of messed up stuff like that. And the confession they were trying to get was tell us that you've been practicing Judaism or tell us that you're a Muslim and you're pretending to be a Catholic right now. And, I'm, you know, people would <laughs> even if they converted. Anything. Anything. Yeah. I'm a fucking alien. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, and but a lot of the times they were just Catholics. But, oh right! But they wanted to confess, and they don't. They didn't know what to confess because because <laughs> they don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh my god! What are you saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. See. Si, see. Si, see. Si, si. si. No. See. Si. No. See. Si. See. Si, no. Um. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this made it all the way to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so if they didn't get a confession, you'd be guilty and you'd be burned at the stake. And some people, you know, obviously they would be the the on the stake. They would be burned from the bottom <laughs> up. Right. Because they're like letting the wood below them, not from the top down. And they're still submitting it. Yeah. And they, and they still... You still had the opportunity to confess while you were burning at the stake, and this is. But this is why, because they had an iron, uh, basically like an iron. Uh, Jesus, why can't I think of the word? Because you are me now. It was an iron collar. Okay, I couldn't think of the word collar. Yeah, collar, dog collar, iron necktie, iron necklace, necktie, bolo. But they at least they would if you confessed. You're like, all right, I'm a Jew. They would choke you before you burn to death with this oh. iron collar oh so it was like a kind of a, a swifter death yeah yeah because merciful slightly yeah wow so that was holds your feet to the fire i mean your your your, your feet would be burning first beneath the flames Oof. of the stake and if you confessed finally then they would kill you before you burn to death completely. so that's why so the even if you confess they kill you uh usually i mean especially if you were on the stake but apparently only within this 300, over 300 years, 330 years, yeah, um, it was like something like three to 5,000 people were executed, but 150,000 people were charged. Oh. So uh, the whole thing is a little traumatized and exaggerated, sure. but I mean, I guess except still for the, that guy that was on the rack. Yeah. It makes <laughs> a difference family. for that guy. Yeah. But I mean, these people were charged just for having religious differences or being believed to have religious differences, right. and, which is just totally ridiculous and so messed up. You know, there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of unfairness on this podcast. I mean, so where's the justice? No justice. No justice. <laughs> but 1834, that's when the Spanish Inquisition officially came to an end. That's so. Whoa. That's not that long ago. 1834. Yeah, and it's like we we're, we should probably modernize. Our country a little Jeez. bit. I know it's insane. So, but there's also a couple other interesting uh, torture devices that I thought you would find interesting. Oh, people! I, I think I would actually. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have you, I'm salivating. Have you ever? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Have you ever heard of the strapado? Mm, not pronounced like that. Your hands would be tied behind your back. Mm-hmm. Then a hook would be put you know where that tie is in your butt in your butt (laughs) (laughs) and they would raise you up from a pulley so they're raising you from your arms that are tied behind your back yeah yeah and your shoulders would just break and they would they would jerk it 
moving <laughs> <Yeah>. jerking motions. <laughs> sure. So yeah, to make it way worse. <laughs> or they would drop you suddenly so you fell to the ground. I mean it would just be a big you jerk, up. yeah. Yeah, the big jerk. Um there was also the wheel where I feel like because because they don't know for sure exactly where the whole Jiffy to the fire came from. Yeah. Um, another another torture device that was used was the wheel, where uh-huh. they would strap you to a wheel, and they would have a a small fire burning, and they would just turn you like on a spin. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So different so parts of you would get hit the wheel, uh, yeah. hit the fire. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay God. cool. It's insane. It is insane. Can you imagine going through that? I can't imagine any hard work. <laughs> For one hour, let alone somebody pushing my body to the absolute zenith of pain. No, not at all. I would never make it. I am too soft. You're a softman. I'm a softman. Um, There's also the ordeal by water. All right. And they would soak this really long piece of cloth and shove it down your throat into the bottom of your stomach. Oh. And then they would continue to pour water down it. So it would just keep expanding oh. and soaking, and then they would pull it out vigorously, hard. Oh, oh, it yeah! Would, it would mess your stomach up, and obviously mess your throat up, and it was a, it was that was also very painful. Jesus, you know that one? I've never heard anything about. Can't Everything back. seems so metal, yeah, and fiery. Well, this is watery. That one this actually is wet sounds and wild. really bad in a in a different way. Yeah, well I mean and they would they would put it down your throat a little bit and they would keep pouring water down to get your reflex, yeah. your swallowing reflex going. So you'd continue to swallow this long piece of cloth yeah. to the bottom of your stomach. I mean, not to mention you're probably choking well, yeah. so bad the whole time. Of course. Yeah, you oh, feel like you're oh, drowning. Oh my god. No, give me the wheel. I'll have some more. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just make that barbecue sauce, and I would not turn <laughs> <Right>. that down. <laughs> oh, no, barbecue death by barbecue sauce? Please, please. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, so that's it. And the, the, the one thing that feels contradictory is that why is this okay for priests and people of the Catholic right. Church to do this? And basically, it was because, you know, one thing that's ridiculous is that they could... Uh, the different priests that were part of the the torturing process and the questioning process yeah. could forgive other priests that were a part of it, that were part of the Inquisition. Oh. So it's like, right. it's like I, I forgive you, my son, for <laughs> torturing this man. Like they could all pretty much pardon <laughs> <Right>. each other. <laughs> and that was established in the 1200s. Like even before the Spanish sure. Inquisition started, the, the Catholic Church made sure like, I guess we start torturing more. You know. We're going to make sure we have a foolproof plan. If you're an inquisitor then you can pardon other oh inquisiting i don't think inquisiting is a word but it is good. but uh yeah me and you man we'll just go out we'll kill a bunch of people and then i'll be like you're forgiven by the way yeah by the way you want to say anything to me maybe you're forgiven ah <laughs> feels good to forgive so next time someone uh says that our, our we should hold our trump's feet to the fire as I say, our Trump. <laughs> well, what's that? A Freudian slip? <laughs> our president. I mean, I want to have sex with my mother. <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't that what Freudian slips are? Yeah. <laughs> Not really, people. <laughs> Who just ran in here and said that? Yeah. Speaking of uh, Young, Carl Young. Carl Young. He had a, he no, had, he did not. No, but he had. You know, he was friends with Freud. Oh, right, right, right. Um, for a little while there. So, so hold your feet to the fire. There you go. There you go. Abracadabra, hold your feet to the fire. Monday night, we did it, man. Yeah, and it felt pretty darn good. Well, it's because we forgot that it was a Monday for a little while. Yes. We should do this every day. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> there's, no there's no time. There's no time. I've got so much work to do. Oh, oh my God. God. I know. I do not want to look at the clock or leave this room because it's just going to be terrible. That is the good thing about doing this this podcast is uh, we, we definitely lose track of time. Yeah. Because there's no clocks in here. Yeah, it's like a casino in here. There is an internal clock in your in your body. <laughs> like it's saying that it's about time we get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. time. I was gonna make a Peter Pan joke, but yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of Peter Pan, hmm. reminds me of Pinocchio. <laughs> Did you know the writer of Pinocchio was a Freemason? Are you serious? I'm not joking. I, that was what that. If I had a fun facts list, it would be right there. The writer of Pinocchio was a was a Freemason, and the whole part when uh, Pinocchio goes to that 
Pleasure Island and starts turning into a donkey. Well, right. They're saying that that was a reference to how people being blinded by the materialistic world were, uh, you know, not seeing, not connected and part of this, you know, divine light and they have to shed that. Yeah. And then, you know, then, you know, he does. And he he becomes, uh, although I think it was just out of not wanting to be a donkey, not because he had like some grand realization. (laughs) he's like, this sucks. He's like, well, I'm wood and I'm a donkey and now I guess I'll be be a real boy so I can die someday. (laughs) Yeah, that's every every boy's dream is to die one day. That's why Pinocchio wanted to be a real boy so bad. Right, yeah. He's like, oh, this is going to be great. My dad's like about a hundred and I have a cat. Those only live so many years. I'm going to be alone soon. <laughs> and then Jiminy Cricket's like, what about me? He's and like, you're a bug. So yeah, your I, life is already Don't give dead. a shit. Yeah. Who gives a shit about you? <laughs> no. Jiminy. How many songs do you know? And would One. you shut up? Yeah. And like, be cooler. You ha- you carry a, a, a fucking umbrella. Cane. And, and oh, wait. Does he have a cane or umbrella? It's the umbrella. Because he's always jumping umbrella. off things. And, and he's and fly. He's like, look at me float down here. I mean, don't crickets have little wings that allow them to at least just kind of glide to oh, down to things? You know what? Because they don't really fly, right? They don't fly. They get the super legs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They've got the souped up legs. You know, Jiminy just always is a little too uptight for me. I think we should maybe do a Pinocchio, um, oh. like an audio play yeah. in an episode. That'll yeah. also be a mega episode. Ryan and Albert take on Pinocchio yes. once and for all the right way. Yes. And it's going to be dark, dark as hell. <laughs> He's not going to come out of this one alive. Fucking remember when he gets eaten by the whale? He's going to get... Yeah. yeah. Spoiler, he fucking gets digested alive in acid. Good riddance. I mean, come on. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Anyway, you know, that that you know that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you're still listening. Yeah, we hope you're still listening. We know there's a few people out there. Checking in and uh, listen, we're still waiting for some more emails to don't be an idiom yeah. at Gmail. So if you spot uh, an idiom happening in front of you, take a picture, snap a photo. We'll make you famous. We'll make you famous. Yeah. Your dream. Check us out on Instagram. I'm probably going to post that abracadabra thing you showed me. Oh, that's a great idea because I think you need to see it to really understand. Yeah, yeah. We want to yeah. understand. So anything else? Um, Have you ever been to... Uh, the um, yeah. the Renaissance Fair? <laughs> yeah. You have? No. Oh, well, I think we should go this year because you got to pay an extra fucking $2 mm, yeah. after you already pay so much okay. to get in. But then if you pay an extra $2, you get to go to the um the torture chamber. Oh, okay. We'll go. And we'll bring a mic and we'll we'll do a show from the torture chamber. There's so many good ones in there. there. Yeah. Great. Whatever you want, man. We could just do whatever. We could just let, let's, let's keep go going. right let's, now. Let's keep let's keep it running. <laughs> really? No, it's hot in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm so hot. All right, guys. Well, we need to open a window. We're getting hot. Yeah, we got to listen to all the outside sounds. Yeah, we're gonna get outside. So until next week, don't, don't be, be an, an idiom. idiom. de Tuturra, soy su presentador el Papa Inigualable Bada Bing Ratman si este monovolumen está binging no venga a ringing con dentiente número uno ha llegado a lo más alto a la última ronda y no tiene alternativa sino reclame su derecho a esta última pregunta con dentiente número uno está listo para Reclamar su derecho. Okay. Vale, por el kit y cabudo entero, aquí está su pregunta. Secretamente, ¿no es católico? Sí. Suerte terrible, mi amigo. La respuesta que buscábamos era no. 
Verdugo, Aga Hiralaruí.